man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I looked on the floor. They still can't find it. Maybe Judd or Mackie walked off with it. I think they did. Now in my role as the... Wait a minute, just a minute. What? What's that first caller's name? It's Rads. Oh, Rads. Rads, Pirate Joe. Rads, go Joe, ahead. Hey, 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 Rads. Uh, yeah. Quick question for you. It's Rook. Uh, Rook. Let the listeners know uh, what kind of car you have, please, so we can all hey, know hey, we hey, all hey, have hey, it hey. on record. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe. Yes. Was an assistant shoe manager at Kmart back in the 70s. You were? Yes. All right. After the holiday party season, you'd get all these uh, holiday women's shoes back yeah. that were too tight, but they were worn at oh, the yeah. bottom. Sure. And the end of the summer, children's tennis shoes that had looked like they'd stopped their bicycles with them all summer long, <laughs> <Yeah>. they weren't <laughs> wearing good. But the best, now you, you won't believe this, but this is true. Got called at a front counter, a guy balancing on a pair of crutches with a box of shoes under his arm. And so we would just generally say, yeah, go ahead. And we'd take shoes, and we'd go in the back room, and we'd put them in the sock. So at the end of the day, you'd go through the returns, and here was a shoe that had a hole in it through the top and out the bottom. And this guy was on crutches with his foot wrapped up. He must have shot himself in the foot. Holy mackerel. <laughs> and he brought the shoe back because he couldn't wear it anymore. It's a generous policy, yeah. Rads. Well, look at Kmart nowadays. Yeah, right. did, he have to, wait, did he have to fill in any forms? No. no. What do you want to know my car, Rook? Oh, because he, never mind. we got to know everything about cars, No, we Rads. don't. Yeah. No, we don't. No, I'm not don't. donating it, Rook. All right, thank you. Bye. Who is this, Rook? That'd be Bob. This Bob? Is, hey, Bob, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, boy. Bob, go ahead, please. This is Don. Oh, Don, Don. I'm sorry. Oh, this is uh, the renegade gardener. Don, what kind of yeah. car do you drive? Uh, hey, Rook. Uh, just a counter now, Rad's. Story. I was going to ask you, Mr. Mayor, do you know how Minnesotans handle returns, particularly those of us of the Norwegian uh, 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 trait? I don't. I, at Target, I shop at, the, at my Target superstore. I purchased their, their jerky one time. I'm a great aficionado of beef jerky, and right. their brand was for sale a, a few dollars less. So I bought it, and I opened it up, and it really wasn't very good. It was dry kind of tasteless, not good beef jerky. So the next day, I was in Target, of course, and I returned it. I walked up, and I told my story, and it was cheerfully returned. Eight months later, I'm in Target, and I absentmindedly, in the, the best definition of that phrase, I purchased it again. I forgot that I didn't like their jerky. I opened it up, and it was exactly the same. It just, It just was not... Very good beef jerky, unfortunately. So my question to you is, did I return it? No. Absolutely you merely not. repurchased it. Absolutely not. Oh. I couldn't I couldn't return it because it had been my error right. in purchasing it a second time. And as, as a Norwegian, I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night no, if I of brought not. it back. No. All right. Thank you, sir. Good luck. Don't ask anybody. How come anymore? nobody's answered? Why is because anybody they answering? realize you're being silly? And, and no, it's if you need to know. No, we only needed to know on the one story. All right. The governor of the state of Washington, Democrat Jay Inslee, has warned 
that there are only 59 days left to save future generations from global climate change disaster. There's how many? So we we're starting one of those millennium clocks. 59 again. days left. Is this after the Super Bowl? Yeah. He went on a lengthy Twitter rant in efforts to convince the state legislature to pass legislation to tax carbon dioxide emissions, which has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. It's all these people are up to is increasing revenue streams for the government. All right. He's a Democrat, you say. Yeah, well, that should even go without okay, saying. Yeah, right, Washington right. residents voted down Inslee's last carbon tax plan by a wide margin in 2016. So now he's up in the pressure saying, okay, you got 59 days left to save the children. Uh, the, state's, the state legislature session ends in 59 days, and Democrats have a slim majority. Inslee wants lawmakers to pass a tax on carbon dioxide emissions from power plants and industrial facilities. Uh, okay, I don't, you're crazy, uh, Jay, uh, but then what are you going to do? I like Prince Charles better. Prince Charles gives us 35 more years. Okay, Prince Charles so you says got the 35. Governor, the governor of Washington says we have 59 days to save the children. But Prince Charles, uh, he's up to 35 more years. Well, that's not bad. I can live with that. Well, he had previously said it was 100 months. 100 months we had. Okay. And now he. Uh, how well, many years is that? Not, that's not 35 years. That's almost know. 10. Whatever. He's yeah. now up to 35 years. Uh, he declared that uh, the Earth has 35 years to save the planet from global warming. Uh, okay. So that's. We're, I'm going with Charlie. That's 8.3 years, by the way. Yeah. Well, pretty good for me, huh? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, Fact-based. Okay. Reavers was wrong on his math? No. No, oh. no I, I screwed up. Oh, God. Oh, I see what happened, though. So is it math? Well, the, the Charles story, that's from 2015. Well, you know gonna, what? You're going to... That's pretty damn close. You're going to have that. No, it, it was... I know why. <laughs> I know why. It was, it was to counter this Jay Inslee... Fifty nine days, mm -hmm. and the and the uh, uh, somebody got their hands in some data. Somebody said, "Well, look at uh, in July of twenty fifteen, uh, Charles gave us uh, thirty five years." Sure. So it, I think who's ever writing all of this? This is from Climate Depot. They want us to know uh, that uh, these people don't know uh, if they're on foot or horseback because right. they just make this stuff up. Is Climate Depot kind of like value scan? Are they? I mean. <laughs> They're not really the climate guys. They're you know, a warehouse of climate data. You know, having watched The Crown, I watched the uh, I like every the episode. Yep, I watched every episode. It's the first time I've ever done that in my life. Where I binge wa watched? No, one a night and then skip a couple days. Maybe watch another one. I don't binge. Got Can't it. binge. Yeah, I got it. Uh, why would anyone? And I love, I love the uh, the royalty for their uh, the theatrical nonsense that they bring Pump to the world and, yeah the whole you know. but why in why would anybody in their right mind take these uneducated fools at their word for anything uh charles uh has done nothing uh the queen has done nothing uh prince philip has done nothing uh well they i mean they, no they have done nothing they're they landed by birth into this nonsense and they just float along pretending they're important and Charles, you know, they all need a cause. 
All right. So Charles went with the went with the climate, and uh, why would anyone take him seriously when he says we have thirty five years? He has no more inkling about the environment than the than your neighbor's pet cat. He has none. None. <laughs> Well, I would agree with that, but aren't we putting more stock into William and Harry? They've been educated. They uh, they seem somewhat... Well, Charles went to regular <clears throat> schools, unlike the Queen, who who had it dawn on her uh, at the age of 25 or whatever. Why didn't my parents send me to a school? Remember right. that in, yeah, the, in yeah. the Crown? And uh, <clears throat> Charles, at least, was shipped away to some schools where he had a hell of a hard time because he had no upbringing whatsoever. Right. He he was a lone, uh, lonely, lonely uh, kid. Uh, went up in school in Scotland, where he was a fair game for bullying and and yes. horrible treatment because he had no social upbringing. He had no skills whatsoever. None. But, but he None. is a, he is alone no more. No. Yeah. yeah, that whole royalty thing. Uh, I don't know where it's headed, but it's obviously changing. Uh, Harry and William are uh, uh, reasonably knowledgeable of the world and uh, have had, uh, I guess, have had normal schooling. And uh, I think their mom had a lot to do with that, trying to keep them somewhat grounded. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it started with her saying, "Hey, are there, are, is the is the crown going to resume next year?" That's what I heard. Uh, you know, I don't even with know. With two more years of new episodes, well, I hope because so. it ends uh, the first two years of the crown ends in nineteen sixty three. Uh, you know, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of the news, but I, I really like that series. It can be a bit boring. My complaint of the series is uh, there's too much mumbling. I, I know the actors, I know the actors are doing British accents, but there's way too much mumbling, and I had a real hard time uh, trying to figure out what they were saying. I don't even know where I am. I'm not caught up. I know that. And then the other thing we don't know is how much liberty did the screenwriters take? We don't know if all of that's. Yeah, you True can't take it as gospel. Right. But I think meant much of it was based on fact. And, uh, you know, Charles schooling, for example, was uh, was real harsh for him because the poor kid went off to school with uh, not having not having had a life. What um, now, you see, this, there's a scene where the the waiter in the house. What, what, do you, what would you call those? People? Butler or the servant to cut up his meat for him. Yeah, that's I, I, I got it here. Hey, I cut up. Hey. I'll cut up my own meat there, uh, Royal Guard. Uh, I, I'm not asking this as a joke, and I, I, I know you think that I'm probably trying to be funny, but uh, what did you make of the cars they had? Loved them. Uh, Philip drove an MGTD. Okay. Uh, in '51, '52, and '53, then he moved to a, what looks like a Jaguar. Uh, and that, oh, that was a British car, yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, don't you remember the scene where the Queen? That's all based on fact. Where the Queen made a, a speech at a Jaguar factory. I'm trying to recall it. And it was so preposterously out of, and it's based, that was based on reality. Mm. Uh, it was so preposterously out of touch with humanity. Uh, she was saying things to the effect of, I know many of you lead these boring lives, working jobs like this. I'm paraphrasing, uh, making cars. And, and uh, but we want you to know that's important work. And that, that compelled uh, uh, somebody in the, in the parliament whose name I forget to uh, to attack her, to to criticize her, mm-hmm. and uh, she ultimately met with him, and ultimately the monarchy credited that guy with opening their eyes. Basically, what he said to her is, 
queen, you can't do that anymore. Right. You can't wake go up. to a, you you wake can't up. go to a Jaguar factory and rip the hell out of people who get up every morning and make cars for a living. <laughs> you're, you're you're a you're, moron. Right. You're just a complete moron. Uh, as is Charles. Your drone work. But at least Charles, unlike the governor of Washington, Charles has given us thirty. Well, we're down to what now? Uh, if he gave us thirty-five years. Going on three years ago, we're, we're, we, we, got got we got about 32 years left. We're all right. Math in his head, folks. We're all right. No tabulations here. Let's stay in the state of Washington, all right? Where the governor says they have 59 days to save the children. Let's take Washington on one-on-one. I see what you did there. See? That's the name of this song? Yep. What's uh, line two or three? Line. What do they uh, want? Oh, uh, what uh, sorry, uh, Big John would like to help you with your. Uh, I'm going to refrain from crown. asking what kind of car he drives. Yes, John. Well, I, I drive a Lexus, but don't worry about that, Rook. Um, here's the thing: is that I couldn't, I couldn't understand the Crown either. The the, the Brits speaking with their usual marble mouth yes. uh, accents, etc. My daughter said, "Well, why don't you turn on the subtitles?" And there's audible and subtitles together. So you and, and 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 not only do you see what they're saying, but it also fills in things like bells ringing in the background. You know, I mean, it, it gives you a little more background and insight as to what's going on. I might sound like an old guy that can't uh, can't hear, but I'm an old guy that can't hear. You are, right? Frequent uh, emailer Tom Wilson advised the same thing. I will take uh, I will take your counsel under advisement. Good idea. Thank you. Uh, just a side note. Um, the two people that I asked what kind of car they drive refused to tell, mm-hmm. and I didn't ask Big John, and he volunteered that information. What kind of car? Well, you did ask him. No, I said I'm not going to ask oh. you. Uh, Seattle has decided to impose a $1.75 per ounce tax on all sugary beverages <laughs> sold within the city with the hopes of raising $15 million that we'll use for programs to help people have better access to fresh fruits and vegetables, as Seattle Station hey, KIR07 explains. Poor people cannot afford uh, organic. Take it easy. We're going to get there. Okay. The price of Gatorade Frost Variety Pack at Costco, usually fifteen ninety nine, with the $10.34 tax, shot up to $26.33. Well, people are just merely going to other places to buy the stuff. Is that why you elect people? To have them. You elect people. See, the more politics draws to its pool of contenders, people who have done nothing else except want to flex their own virtue, and we keep electing them, then all you're going to get is ruling from the salon. That's all you're going to get. The basics are going to go to hell. But the rulings will come flying down from the salon. Be no different than uh, the monarchy, for God's sakes. Yeah. I don't elect anybody based on whether they're going to try to protect me from buying a sugary drink. Where is this? Seattle. Jeez. Uh, some, Some say they'll switch to diet soda instead, which city officials say is the point according to KIRO, not necessarily to switch to diet soda, but getting consumers to go for healthier options. Well, these city officials should be confronted with a crucial question. 
Which is? Well, what is it? Do you want me to drink diet soda, or do you want your $15 million new revenue stream? This is no different than the BS that's involved with the carbon tax. Right. None. It's no difference. None. You keep electing people who need more money to enforce that which they decree from the salon. <laughs> right. The position the tax advocates take is oddly contradictory, as Scott Drenkard of the Tax Foundation summarized. First, they interview people at the Costco who are rightfully shocked at how high prices on soda and sports drinks are now. Then they interview a public health advocate who says, that's right, we want those prices to change people's behavior and slow sales. Then they talk to the consumer, think you'll change your behavior, maybe even shop elsewhere. And the consumer is, yeah, the Tuck Willa store is close enough. Then they ask a city council member if this will hurt local business, who says there is no data suggesting that. Then the same public health advocate says the people won't respond to prices increases shopping elsewhere because it isn't worth their while. Hmm. All this is, you're getting it in Minneapolis, you're getting it in St. Paul, you're getting it closest to the country's tallest buildings. You keep electing Mysterians who want to rule. They don't want to govern. They want to rule. There's a big difference. And they want to keep sending their notes out the window from the salon. Look what came today, Seattle. You're now going to pay $1.75 an ounce because we think you shouldn't drink pop. And you shouldn't drink Gatorade. And if you do, we're going to punish you. And we'll use the money to re-educate you into buying healthier foods. B as in B, S as in S. Garage Logic will be back. Here's John Knight. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 38 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Uh, one uh, news thing we should talk about, breaking news before we get to sports. Dakota County Technical and Community College placed under lockdown shortly after 2 this afternoon. That, according to the school's Facebook page, there are absolutely no details. We don't know why uh, there is a lockdown. Uh, those on campus were asked to remain in place, lock doors, and shut off any lights. That on their Facebook page, obviously, as we get more in on that. We'll let you know all about it. Uh, sports headlines. The lawyer for suspended Gopher player Reggie Lynch spoke with reporters last hour. Ryan Pasiga lamented the university's investigative process and the lack of evidence against Lynch, adding that Lynch has been robbed of the opportunity to be exonerated because of the 18-month lag in filing the complaints. He said, I'm afraid for Reggie Lynch. That's why I'm afraid for a host of young people that are accused of these things. And you couple that with a decrease in due process in the Title IX investigation. Reggie Lynch, he said, is in for the fight of his life. And I'm afraid because he's already been denied a fair investigation by virtue of evidence that cannot be collected. University's Equal Opportunity Office recommended his expulsion January 3rd after finding him responsible for sexual misconduct in an alleged assault off campus April 7, 2016. John, may I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, I was in here with Joe and Rook doing the show, so I did yes. not get a chance to hear it. Did Ryan Pasiga say a lot of really dumb things because Twitter is exploding right now? Um, in my opinion, yeah, he said some Who's things. Who's he, the lawyer? He's the lawyer, yeah. According to Chad Graff from your newspaper, the Pioneer Press, Joe, Reggie Lynch's lawyer, Ryan Pasiga, just compared the current climate amid the Me Too movement to concentration camps yeah, for Japanese Americans, saying they were locked up without due process. He did do that. This guy cannot be that stupid. Uh, Just a minute, as is our custom. Sure. 
Uh, Mike, go ahead quickly, please. Hey, Joe. Say uh, the sugary drink thing in uh, Seattle is probably going to get worse, and and bootlegging will be uh, will be coming back, and the revenueers will be running around because uh, the city of Seattle, I do believe, is trying to make it illegal for anyone to bring a non-taxed sugary drink into the city. Well, that'll create a whole uh, underground situation. Oh, yeah. Al Capone's back. Yes, he is. Thank you. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Timberwolves in action tonight. They're in the middle of a homestand. They'll face the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Target Center. News notes uh, from today. One person in critical condition after a shooting last night in Minneapolis. According to authorities, the shooting occurred just before 10 o'clock on the 3700 block of Logan Avenue North. Authorities are investigating what led up to the shooting. No arrests have been made, and authorities say they are still trying to find out exactly what happened. City of Minneapolis has confirmed that Minneapolis Animal Care and Control is working to relocate all of its stray cats and dogs to other shelters or rescue agencies until the Super Bowl is over. On any given night at the facility, there are up to 200 stray dogs and cats sleeping in the kennels. As of last night, there are only four animals there, two cats and two dogs. The goal, get that number down to zero by January 21st, according to an email from the shelter to rescue groups and volunteers. The letter states that they need to keep the shelter as empty as possible because in the event of an emergency, the building could be used for an influx of animals or even to shelter people. That's what struck me as odd about this, is apparently they think they need another drunk tank or something. So they'll put them in the animal Throw shelter. people in the right. Yeah. The short-term relocations Well, will the Super Bowl's have coming up just around the corner. That's why they're doing this, man. See, that's what I'm telling you. That's, that's, what, the be news, quite that's a what the few. news item was about. Right, that's what I'm, I'm reaffirming that. <laughs> Thank you. Super Bowl is very unpredictable. Thank you. <laughs> Short-term relocations will last through February 5th, during which time the animals being fostered might find forever families. A storm that reached a California coastal community is over, but the search for victims is not. Authorities in Santa Barbara County were still trying to reach new areas and dig into the destruction to find dead, injured, or trapped people after that powerful mud flow swept away dozens of homes. At least 15 people confirmed dead as of last night. 25 injured and at least 50 had to be rescued by helicopters. At least 24 people still unaccounted for as of early this afternoon. Those numbers could increase when the search is deepened and expanded throughout the day to day, uh, the day to day, with a major search and rescue team arriving from nearby Los Angeles County. They'll focus first, the authorities say, on finding survivors. Vice President Mike Pence and his wife Karen Pence will lead the U.S. delegation to the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. White House officials said today Pence will attend the Games scheduled for February 9th through the 25th in Pyeongchang. Pence will also stop in Alaska. There he'll review intercontinental ballistic missile defense systems. He'll also stop in Japan. White House says Pence will stress U.S. commitment to stability in the region to leaders of South Korea and Japan. North Korea has agreed to take part in the Games in South Korea. The two countries have agreed to hold more discussions on easing tension along their border and to reopen a military hotline. The U.S. and other world powers want North Korea to abandon its nuclear weapons program. Do we know what events North Korea wants to participate in? Figure uh, skating, I bet. Figure skating was the one where they had a team, I thought. And they have cheerleaders. Yesterday. They're sending cheerleaders. Yes. And the rocket launch. They, but they're they, unaware that we don't have they, that. They'd win that because no one else is going to do it. <laughs> right. Republican Representative Daryl Issa will not seek re-election this year, he announced this morning. He's a Republican businessman from California. He's served as a representative since 2001. 
In Congress, he was a fierce critic of President Obama as former chairman of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, but he did work with Democrats on criminal justice and surveillance issues and served as what's being termed a moderate Republican by current standards in a moderate Republican district for the state of California. Uh, Issa's depending, uh, impending departure makes him the 31st Republican expected to leave the House of Representatives by 2019. A man in Spain who was declared dead by three doctors was actually still alive. Come on. Doctors. Shades of Francisco Franco. Doctors. still dead. Remember that old Saturday Night Live bit? Yep, still dead. Yeah. Uh, doctors discovered this man was alive only when he began snoring on the autopsy table. <laughs> the man, 29-year-old... Who hasn't done that? I've done that. <laughs> right. The man, 29-year-old Gonzalo Montoya Jimenez, was a prisoner at a jail in northern Spain. He was found unconscious in his cell on Sunday, was believed to be dead. Three forensic doctors allegedly examined Jimenez and certified his death. But four hours later, right before his autopsy was to begin, he was heard making noises on the table and was found to still be alive. The discovery, apparently not a moment too soon, his body even already had the marks painted on it to guide the autopsy. He's now regained consciousness. He's in the intensive care unit at the Central University Hospital in Oviedo, Spain. That's called the transfer of confidence when those three doctors that supposedly checked him out thoroughly failed to uh, get a pulse. I want heart. their names. I want to know them. I'm ever there. I makes, don't want them. Makes and models, everything. Yeah, I want the whole deal. In Florida, a contractor <laughs> says he was attacked by a bobcat inside a woman's condo. But the animal's owner says her feline is a 10-pound domestic long hair kitty named Callie. <laughs> <laughs> The contractor, Marcos Hernandez, filed a lawsuit in Tampa alleging condo owner Christine Lee illegally kept a bobcat inside her unit. He said a bobcat scratched him on May 16th of this past year, causing serious injuries after he entered the condo to conduct a fire safety inspection. Hernandez was in the condo alone, Lee said, something that shouldn't have happened. She said an employee from the building was supposed to accompany him inside. Lee said this has gotten so blown out of proportion, it's ridiculous. According to the lawsuit, Hernandez said he was attacked by an unleashed bobcat, suffering injuries. He's seeking a jury trial and unspecified damages. Hernandez said Lee had a duty to provide a safe environment and failed to warn him about the bobcat. Lee says that's nonsense. She only has a fluffy, tortoiseshell-colored house cat and another black cat named Max. She says she doesn't know which cat may have scratched Hernandez, but she says it was not a bobcat. I know what he was looking for. A safe that smelled like pot. Yeah. Should have gone to Costco. <laughs> yes, because there were rumors of it being returned from there. Uh, it doesn't take much police work to identify the suspect uh, after he commits a crime in Houston. That's uh, because Robert Charles Wooten, 40 years old, has what December 2017 police report describes as distinctive tattoos on his face. What are those distinctive tattoos? Well, right across his forehead, Robert has his social security number tattooed. That's the <laughs> guy. Clever. That's the He'll guy. never forget it. And uh, he was picked up recently by police because he's a suspect in several armed robberies at a local pawn shop, Walgreens, Family Dollar, and more. And, yes, he was identified by folks at those stores because of the numbers that were written across his forehead. Nope, that's uh, that's your Social that's Security your, number. Social Security number. <laughs> and you have a phone number. 52366. That's your, that's your date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone. Wow. Was that English? Hey. Wow. <laughs> I love her laugh. Gosh, she I was wasted. Laugh. Got the wonderful laugh. Oh. Is Dave Dahl coming up? Yes. Speaking of wonderful laughs. Hey.
Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 38 degrees. That should be the high for the day. Temperatures are pretty much steady all day long. A lot of fog and drizzle out there right now. There's some light rain expected to develop here in the next couple of hours, so that's going to carry us through the evening hours. By the time we get to midnight, I think we'll start to see sleet mixing in, changing over to freezing rain, and then changing over to snow after that. Uh, doesn't look like a lot of snow for the Twin Cities at this point. One to three, basically. Uh, one, one inch on the north side, three inches on the south side. You get a little bit heavier down to our south, four to six inches possible from around Owatonna, stretching to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That band, narrow band of uh, snow could be a little bit heavier. Uh, but for the rest of us, it's not really the amount of snow, it's the timing. The timing is poor again for the morning commute. That's really going to be a, a nightmare, I think, in the morning with windy and cold conditions all day long. Temperatures falling from the 14 in the morning down to about zero by the evening hours, and then all the way down to six below tomorrow night. Wind chills of 10 to 20 below, thanks to northwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Friday, partly cloudy skies, light snow developing again late, eight above for the high then. Single-digit highs for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and into Tuesday, with overnight lows in the teens below zero. And then we warm up to 18 again by a week from today. Next Wednesday, mostly cloudy skies and warmer, 18 for the high. Today, Joe, we're seeing this fog and drizzle last and then become more light rain, I think, uh, after the dinner hour tonight and then changing to snow after midnight. And one to three inches here in the Twin Cities expected during the day tomorrow. Right now we're at 38, and I have the records for the day. January 10. 52. 52. In 2012. In 2012. 30 below zero. 30 below. In 1886. In 1886. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Brian writes, Joe, you keep using the phrase ruling from the salon. I have no idea what that means. All I can think of is where grandma goes to get her hair done under one of those space helmet hair dryers. <laughs> Would you please elaborate on the phrase, thank you, lawyer, listener, Brian. It's come up before. Uh... The official definition is as follows. A salon is a gathering of people under the roof of an inspiring host held partly to amuse one another and partly to refine the taste and increase the knowledge of the participants through conversation. These gatherings often consciously followed Horace's definition of the aims of poetry, either to please or to educate. Salons, commonly associated with French literary and philosophical movements of the 17th and 18th centuries, were carried on until as recently as the 1940s in urban settings. And what I mean by ruling from the salon is that I think it's being brought back in the sense that it's a gathering of the self-appointed elite to converse among one another for their own amusements and their own sense of virtue. Only this time they're city council people and mayors and governors and congresspeople. And what they do is they come up with ideas that they think are, are correct and fanciful for the rest of us. And mm -hmm. part of that is a reflection on the political class living in one of the parallel tracks from the rest of us. The political class, the academic class, and uh, the entertainment class, they all live on parallel tracks from the rest. Then there's the rest of us. Right. And the political class has settled into a uh, routine of gathering in the salon, meaning uh, meaning a uh, they're the elite who go and, and gather only amongst themselves and have these great conversations about, about, what, the great would, unwashed about and... what would be uh, best for the rest of us. When you... Uh, when you run into somebody at a grocery store, uh, physically run yep. into them, not on purpose, obviously, yeah. what do you say? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Reavers? Pardon me. What do you say when you run My into apologies. someone at the grocery store? Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. I was reading this in the Pioneer Press today. 
Ian Redmond recently had an epiphany. Minnesotans, it dawned on him, don't say excuse me. What? Yep. Over the holidays, I had a realization that Minnesotans, I don't know who Ian Redmond is, by the way. Maybe I'll learn that here. Uh, Probably not. Over the holidays, I had a realization that Minnesotans have a certain sound they make instead of just saying, excuse me. Oh, Redmond of Duluth's Mix 108 wrote uh, wrote on, and then it doesn't tell me what he wrote on. Maybe Facebook, huh? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, What do you think he's noticed that people say? He said, and I think he's on to something. There's a sound, there's a particular sound apparently we're guilty of as Minnesotans that we make instead of, uh, instead of, excuse me. Ooh, you're very close. Yeah. yeah. You're very close. Wow. You're very close. He contends that the sound we make is oop or O-P-E. Oop, oop, oop. Okay. Oop. Oop. Uh, I would be guilty of that. I, I, think, I would I usually think he's say, right. I'm sorry or excuse me. I would be polite, but my, the first thing out of my mouth might be whoop. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, whoop. I usually uh, say whoop though with the WH. I don't say oop. I think that's I think that can be translated to both. Uh, uh I, I I would agree with him. Have you ever noticed you or someone around you saying oop instead of oops or excuse me? He said, I just find it fascinating, like it's engraved in Minnesotans DNA to say whoop. Uh, how now that my cousin from Georgia made me realize that I can't stop noticing it wherever I go. I I, I did not know that we uh, had a, a particular uh, word for that, but I think I think we do. I bet if you listen, you'll hear people say, "Whoop! Oh, hey, look out!" Hey. Yeah, I, uh, I I would have to agree with that because I think I can uh, recall times that I've done that myself. Whoop! 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 Oh, I'm sorry. And then you follow it up with, oh. excuse me, or I'm sorry. I guess it, it would be pronounced, oh. 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 Kenny says, he says, watch out, dummy. Yeah, I know You're what he says. my way, dummy. And then he pulls his gun. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see. I did tell you that uh, North Korea is bringing cheerleaders to the Winter Olympics. Yep. I don't have to get, I can put this aside then. I don't, no, I, uh, I don't need to bring this up again. I, you know, I can't wait to see them. Uh, no, I want to see how they act. Do they act like the soldiers that march in front of Kim Jong Un, or are they uh, uh, free spirits like a, you know a teenager might be attend to be at a football game or a basketball game? They would be cheerleaders on their best behavior, and I'm sure okay. that they would be uh, uh, punished severely if they're out of step or something. But what they don't know. Uh, the, North Korea has participated in the games before, I think as recently as the mid-'80s. Huh. But what, what they might not be aware of is the little guy, Kim Jong-il, Marty Allen. Un. Un, whatever his name is. He might not be uh, aware of the fact that, you know, there really aren't cheerleaders during, say, the figure skating competition. That's true. Are they going to be there with pom-poms? Uh, well, that's what I want to see. Short skirts. I mean, the, the, the whole, the whole ch- uh, sweater with the... With the um, the big the, NK on it, <laughs> yes, or the the uh, what do you call them? The cone, the cheering cone. We gotta have the cone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that uh, I think you it'll know, be B E A G G R E S S I V E. I like the idea though that they're there. Yes. Maybe that yes. maybe that will take a little pressure off uh, any uh, 
untoward behavior on the part of North gotcha. Korea okay. during the game. You're running with that anyway. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have a peaceful games as opposed to uh, worrying up 50 miles away if that nutcase yeah. is going to blow Launching us up. Anything. You know, all right. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. All right, for just sure. a moment. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. What do you think? About what? What do you think? What? What do you think? Do you get new glasses? Hey, you didn't notice that. What? I think the Timberwolves will probably sell out tonight. That's what I think. What do you think? You're not thinking. You're now. You're now. You're freaking me out. What am I supposed to? What am I missing? I, what, you, well, you just said. Did you get new glasses? You didn't say. You know they look nice. You know what model are they? Uh, have they ever been left outside for five days straight? They look pretty ordinary to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is Patrick going to join us from Fort Myers? Uh, he is. I can hear him in the background. Hello, Patrick. That's I not, know he's there. That's not a good sign. No, no, I know he's there. Yeah. He's there. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's what's the temperature, Matt? Thirty-six degrees. Thirty-six degrees. Sports is coming up next.